Buckets. And, and That's the name of my boat, Buckets. 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 What we get. Not the only transfer we got from Florida. Keith Stone, too. Remember that. Adidas, release this in a hoodie. You know, we all make mistakes. He might have made one going to Tallahassee. It's mercy if y'all don't know. Dribble to the left, cross over to the right. Hurricane to the game, many buckets for the night. Matt with the pick and roll, Melissa with the give and go. This Shelly you, pretty girl, dunking in the hole. Check the scoreboard, it's what we fall for. Keep the gameplay, you want an encore. Yeah, over time for another round. It's buckets out the buckets, baby. Yeah, out of town. It's buckets. What it is, homie, it's buckets. Woo! We get buckets. Yeah, baby. Buckets. 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 I have no shame. I know. That's the problem. You guys are awesome. Um, can we talk about next year's team first before we start talking about the draft? I'm assuming is where you're going with that. Well, you mentioned him, so I figured it was a good segue into the NBA draft. But sure, I like to segue to the do. fact that we don't have a functional basketball team for next year right now. <laughs> you like keep saying that. I, I don't understand why you keep saying we don't have a functional basketball team. Because we don't have enough players. Our we don't have that. Our front court right now is realistically Norchad, Nwoko, and Casey. Okay. You can't play in the ACC like that. Two years ago, we literally had five guys and made the Elite Eight. We didn't literally have five guys. We used a short rotation. We had more players on the team. Our rotation was five guys and then playing Wooga like off the bench because we needed six guys. Yeah, but if we're trying to if, if we're trying to win a national championship, that's not the way to do it. Because I mean, you look at you look what happened in that game against Kansas. Jordan Miller and Sam Wardenberg get into foul trouble. They don't play. You have guys on the bench that aren't used to playing. No, that have saying, to. I'm suddenly... not saying we. I'm not saying we don't need depth. We do need depth pieces, but we do have a functional basketball team. Uh, not like I don't know that Cleveland's necessarily a good fit at the four. I think we'd have to play him there right now. Yeah, um, like this is not. We've discussed this before. Right, but we still have, we still have roster spots. Well, I mean, I keep saying that I want a taller guard. If we get a taller guard, Cleveland's playing in the four. I don't know that it's necessarily a good solution. I think I think we run the risk of trying to replicate what worked last year, except we don't have the same players. And well, what would you rather get a four and slide yes. over to the two? Yeah, I think I think that's probably our best lineup right now. Um, mm-hmm. I think right now we would start Cleveland at the four with with Bensley and Nigel in the backcourt, actually not a big. Well, I've already said I hope that we that we don't do. Well, that. that's where we're at right now. When I say functional, I know that's where that's we're obviously at right now. that's obviously an exaggeration, but I mean we really are. I understand we played small and had success last year, but this has taken it to another level, and you don't have Isaiah Wong on this team, right? And I mean he's the best player in the ACC last year. No, I agree with you. I, we, we have a functional basketball team. It's just that are we better than we were last year? No, not right now. 
I don't know that we're necessarily like. I mean, we can again, still field a, we can still field a competitive. Okay, team we have enough players to to, have. to play a game, but, but I don't have, know we that we have... have we improved? Have we improved for next season? No, we've gotten worse. I don't think we have in. a. I don't think we have a starting lineup. You'd actually be comfortable running out there? No, not right now. No. And yeah, well, I mean, the season's in a few months, man. What are we doing? Listen, <laughs> we only know we only know what everyone else knows. <laughs> We, we don't we're not behind the scenes there so well there's still so there's still opportunities in the portal um obviously with what happened at west virginia that whole team is ripe for the the yeah. the plucking i know matt you had mentioned jesse edwards for those that aren't familiar he was at syracuse and then we should, i him. mean everyone that watched kane soup should remember him because yeah. he completely obliterated us right and like, as in terms of just individually um is he in the transfer portal or we're still yeah he or no 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 sorry he's not in the transfer portal it's just kind of I mean that just happened with Coach Huggins yeah yeah we should be you know making those phone calls oh absolutely because and I, I I mean I've been on here and I said that I don't want a big man right like I wanted to keep playing the same way that has you know uh, worked the past couple of years but I think that the unique thing with like Jesse Edwards is you know he does post up he does like scoring in the post. But he's more, he's more active inside. Um, if you help off of him, he's going to attack the rim, and you can throw easy uh, alley oops to him or whatnot. Um, Does he have a jump shot? Mm, like, not really. No. Um, he's a hundred percent. He's a hundred. He's a hundred. How does that work though with Norchad? He's a hundred percent from three though. One for one. From the season last year, so just letting you know, she's got better shots. I think, I think that you have to have like a unique. I mean, the offense would look different. Um, just his versatility, though, and his defense, like what he does on defense, like having Norchad and him defensively, and Norchad's ability to to rotate and be super mobile on the perimeter as well for. The position he plays i think it would be really interesting um and i think we had immediately if we added him be one of the best defensive teams in the conference if not you know the country as well and, yeah and that's, that's when, I, when i talk about how we can't run it back we got to do something different like as much as last year was great well, no, you can't expect to to find an isaiah wong and a jordan miller in the portal like that's i would say even happen. if we brought the entire team back and tried to run it back we wouldn't have the same amount of success yeah. teams adjust to you keep in mind we were like three minutes away from losing to drake um yeah. and and I, my hope my hope for this season as far as finding that guard that can kind of create the offense that wong did i'm hoping watson takes a step and i'm hoping will takes that step too um Right, but there's also. I don't, first of all, I don't think Woga has that. Uh, I mean, well, I mean, no one's gonna be Isaiah Wong. I mean, yeah, you know, I know. I mean, just someone who can give us some of year, that. But... Some, some, someone that can give some type of that production. Not obviously duplicating him because you can't. But, but I think, but... yeah, but I think there's a no, no. I totally agree. We need those steps to happen. But I also think we need other ways to score, and that's where, like, like Matt said, Jesse Edwards. He's not like. He's not going to like step out and hit a bunch of threes or something, but he's very dangerous around the rim, which is frankly something we didn't really have a lot of last year. Like what we, the way we, and this is why we ran into trouble on Drake. And this is why we lost to, you know, got blown off the court by UConn um, is 
the degree of difficulty on the shots we were taking, like most players don't make those at the high level we normally do. But when you can't fall back on like, you know, being able to generate easy baskets, being able to throw it in the post to make a layup when you're struggling, um, you know, it makes it very hard to win consistently. We did a great job at doing that, but that's not necessarily a long-term recipe for success. And when you look at like the Connecticut game, we missed a lot of mid-range shots that are contested that we usually make, but those are still not good shots. They're a good shot if Isaiah Wong is taking it because he's Isaiah Wong, but that's not. I think yeah. a way to generate easier baskets is, is you know, and, and play better defense. And yeah, it is taking us back a little bit more traditional, but we got to be able to hang our hat on something more than just we're going to out offense you um, if we're going to actually sustain success. Um, and so right now we're kind of worse offensively and smaller than last year. So yeah. I don't know how that's going to actually work, well, which yeah. is why. So obviously and, when I say non-functional, I don't mean we can't put five ACC caliber or even six or seven ACC caliber players out there. Just that we have a huge gap in the front court. We're either, AJ Casey or Nwoko is going to have to be starting caliber for us to really be able to get through like the rigors of ACC play at, without just, you know, taking a lot of what about, losses, frankly. What about this guy William is mentioning? Yeah, Jordan this is the Brown. kid from Louisiana, I believe. Yeah, Jordan he's a grad transfer. Yeah. Um, did we talk about him a few weeks ago? I feel like we might have. Um, um, I think we talked about him in the chat. I don't think we talked about him. Okay. Yeah. 6'11 okay. I mean, grad transfer averaged 19 points and 8.6 boards last season. Like at traditional back to the basket type big, right? Yeah. Which again, I think I'm okay with. I, I again, understanding, I mean, I, I still think, and I know this is not how it ended up. Um, I still think our 2013 team was our best team. And that's because they oh, could yeah. defend and they could score in the paint. And obviously it came off the rails in the Sweet 16 for various reasons, but you know, that's the nature of the tournament. Um, we've had we've had good teams lose early and worse teams, you know, win a game or two. Um, like that 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 Frank Haith team that made the second round was basically because McClinton just shot us into the second round. That team wasn't even that good. Yeah. Right? The, the Bruce Brown, Lonnie Walker team was way better, and they lost in the first round. But that's how that tournament Yeah, was, well, right? that was injuries, though. Yeah, but that was also just we blew it at the end, right? I mean, we missed free throws yeah. and then didn't defend well. And, and but yeah. that's, the, that's the tournament, right? That's what that tournament is. But All these players were mentioning that I drafted. I mean, just because I mean, you don't remember. They mentioned the 2012-2013 team. I have three of them, so just yeah. letting you know. I mean, I could talk I about. One of them. I, mean, I, I suppose that to, too was a visual tray for me. I could go back to the to the nineties and you know our team that won the Big East, but you guys don't remember it, therefore it doesn't count apparently. But um, anyway, but I do think you know we do have to get a little bit more physical inside. It can't because we don't have that. We're not going to have that. Whoever we bring in is not going to have that perimeter quality we had last year, where they can you know take high degree of difficulty shots like Wong can and make them at a high percentage. That's just not realistic to expect that. So we got to figure out how to generate easier shots somewhere. Yeah. And that's I've been saying it for a while. I think we need to add um, a front court guy for some depth because you can't assume KC is going to take the next step and Novoko's a freshman. I completely agree. I think you need to add another guy, but I mean, you don't well, just add Jordan a guy Brown's to add that guy, depth. right? Like maybe, maybe, maybe. maybe. Well, well, here's the thing, right? You're saying we don't add a guy to add a guy. I do think. 
as this progresses. Well, you're not just going to take anybody. I, I think as this I progresses, mean, you start looking at, you know, players with one year of eligibility left that have size that you essentially okay. rent like for a year. Like a year. Yeah, like a Keith Stone type. <laughs> no, but that's what we did, right? He had a year left. He was a big. We needed size. Um, that, that, was, that was half sarcastic because obviously my foible from the first show I did with that. Um, but but it's also like that's the way you're kind of start looking at now. You're not thinking about you're thinking about all right, we need a player for this year, right? And then you start looking at players with a year of eligibility left that will plug a gap for a year. Um, yeah. And that is where you kind of just get take whoever to fill the roster out. Well, and just having that versatility, right? That you can go to different lineups, you know, uh, in games is something that we haven't had, right? So, and I mean, to be honest, like when we've talked about like what the starting five would look like and we've mentioned, you know, with having Nigel and uh, Bensley, right, and Wuga and whoever and Matthew Cleveland and Norchad, you know, you compare that team to the years of past and it's like individually, specifically offensively, like I'm concerned about Bensley Joseph's ability to create offense on his own based on how we've played previous years. Right. Cause for me, it's been more of, Hey, you know, I have an open lane to drive. It's just a straight up layup or an open catch and shoot three, you know, Nigel's definitely turned it up towards the end of the season. Last season, we saw moments of him taking those mid range shots. Um, But I mean, at the end of the day, he's six feet tall, if not, what like 510 511 right. yeah. um, after, after, after the combine we cannot trust the schools yeah so, so probably like 510 511 um when you need mealtime inspiration it's worth shopping kroger where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week you can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points more savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping kroger worth it every time kroger fresh for everyone fuel restrictions apply you know how to book flights and hotels all you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive that's why you need viator book guided tours excursions and more in one place there are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from so you can find something for everyone and viator offers free cancellation and 24 7 customer support for worry free travel download the viator app now and use code viator 10 for 10 percent off your first booking in the app find travel experiences for you do more with viator when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So definitely undersized. And then, I mean, Wuga, too, like, you know, struggled in the UConn game. And, um, you know, he's definitely had moments where, you know, that mid-range shot has been hidden. But, you know, finding that consistency as a scorer, you know, is that something he develops this year? And, you know, to me, it's like one of those guys like that we've mentioned, Chris Watson or um, Keyshawn or whoever, like, has to really step up and, you know, be a quality depth piece, if not more. And then the, the other kind of starter, you know, Cleveland, 
Yeah, Cleveland. If, is if, well, he could definitely create offense, but if we're yeah. putting him at the four, that's not his position. Now nah, he's getting into awkward not. matchups, and you really want him at the three, um, ideally. Yeah. So it's all just. So would the idea be Nigel at the one, we'll go at the two, Cleveland at the three, we bring in a four, and then Norchad at the five? Is that our ideal situation scenario? For me, it is. I, I honestly agree. don't know I what keep Coach saying, I, I just I don't like the backcourt of Nigel and Ben. But I guess I guess where I'm I'm probably on an island is I would rather get like a big four that'll pound the paint and and grab rebounds and get physical inside than another undersized player standing on the perimeter. Mm-hmm. And, no, I and, agree. It would be great to have a taller guy, especially with Norchad's out with foul trouble. You still got somebody who can muscle down low. I just would love like a a a big guy that can shoot <laughs> a stretch four, so to speak. <laughs> well, th- someone that can stretch like, the four that plays if, the four if, position. If you can bring in someone who can shoot and Nigel or Nigel Norchad also is working on his shooting ability so that you can stretch the floor and you don't have these two big bodies in the paint. I think that works. I'm worried we bring in a taller version of Nor- Norchad and then everything is just stagnant down low. But I, I, I think Norchad can definitely, maybe not to the three-point line, but he can certainly knock down mid-range jumpers. So I'm not really... I think so, but he needs to develop that game. And and I think he does because we didn't necessarily use his offensive prowess if he has one um, this last season because we had so many other playmakers. And so he was more just the rebounder playing defense and whatever. This year, I think he's going to be expected more to do more of the offensive stuff, make some shots, post up, whatever. Uh, so I think him developing that is going to be a big factor too. Yeah, winning. I guess I guess my my point is if we get a traditional like low post big, whether they're playing the four or the five, I think Norchak can easily slide to the mid range and you know benefit off of that. I I don't think that's necessarily going to compress the court. Again, it's like like bring in a five and have Norchak play the four. Yeah, or you know, it's almost positionless, right? We list yeah. everyone yeah. as a forward anyway. <laughs> like we don't actually have so we have fourteen forwards or whatever. So, yeah, but yeah. but just from an offensive standpoint, I think Norch has more than capable. Maybe not stretching to the three point line, but certainly, you know, if you're going to leave him uncovered on the mid range, he can knock those down pretty consistently. I'd like to see him in the high post, like have a high low post going at right. some action. Right. It's, again, it's completely be... different. But if you look at the way we've we've traditionally. Um, Actually, not really. I'm going away from the unicorn just to give me a big dude that'll stand yeah. next to the basket and lay the ball in. So I'm asking for at this point, we're kind of just looking for size. Yeah. We're just looking for size yeah. down low. I, 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 don't, I don't care if the they team shoot. I just need them to like because be able to, to pick up the scraps. Right. Basically, what Vish is saying is that right now it's Norchad at the five, and then you're bringing in as his backup Casey, who got some playing time last year but didn't really play that much who we're hoping develops more this season and a true freshman coming in in a So we, and that was kind of our Achilles heel and why we lost to UConn was because of size. Right. It was size. And it was also just, again, our, our way that we generate offense was it's taking high degree of difficulty shots and making them at a high level. Yeah. We didn't, we didn't against Drake too. We missed so many shots that we normally make and we got away with it. Um, we, without Wong and Miller, we're not necessarily getting away with that. Well, I mean, we didn't get away with it against UConn. I mean, the, at the end of the day, yeah, well, we got, I mean, we when didn't you get score. to the Final Four, you're playing significant talent. Because, like, yeah, if you watched the show a few months ago, we're talking about getting a stretch four and doing all these things, and ideally, and now it's like, all right, it's two months later, 
we're into the summer. All of these big names we've talked about haven't come here. And now you're just looking, now you're just looking for those depth pieces. And that's where actually Bill, to your point, Jordan Brown is definitely, you know, he's more of a traditional post-up guy. I would take him in a heartbeat and run the ball. Through I guess. I mean, we're not getting someone that good, frankly, Jazz. No, <laughs> like, I mean, I yeah, just, sure. I we, to we take Sonogo is going to get drafted tomorrow, but yeah, that's Jazz not Jazz is here to make sure you get off the pot at the right time. I got an hour and 18 minutes, nine. damn it. I will get off it. That's not a lot of time for us. Yeah, I know. I, I like having that show at nine to kind of, you know, force us to end. Uh, but, uh, um, so yeah, I just think we need one more big, and I don't really care about, frankly, their, their ability to shoot. Because I think we can work it with the rest of the, to, with the rest of the, uh, with the rest of the team. So just you know, even if it's someone like Jesse Edwards, which doesn't really have a post-up game, but just you know, hang around the rim, do the dirty work, play defense. I am totally take some of that. Take some of that pressure off of Norchad. It takes the pressure off of Norchad. Also, like we don't have to be asked defensively. Like we can actually get players that can yeah. play defense. And win well, a, we can win get, games in the sixties and seventies. Doesn't have to be but like. But if you get 90. a if you get a big that plays defense, then you're out there and like your team, bitch, that you drafted last week, have like that all defense team where you have guys like Bensley, Wilga, uh, Matthew Cleveland, that big, and Norchad on the floor, and you just clamp them. Yeah, that's which is something we really couldn't. Even when we were, and and I think we were better defensively when we needed to be than you know our overall numbers showed. But oh yeah, we still we still weren't good. <laughs> we were good enough with our offense, and and you know our not- our offensive our offensive power and kind of the streaky shooting that we had kind of hid the lack of defensive, like you know. It's just efficiency. it just it puts a lot on you when you have to outscore teams all the time. And, yeah, and it would be nice if we did. And the shots weren't falling against UConn, and and they, we they weren't falling. Against, frankly, we 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 won the Drake game because we were so much more athletic than them. We just picked up full court and they melted down. Um, well, last we season we came back from a lot of deficits and won. I mean, we did it against Texas. We gave up some big leads too. We yeah, were very no, streaky. Well, that's because yeah. So I, I I think we would it would be a mistake to look at the team that as a team that got to the final four and say, you know, this is necessarily the recipe to win it. Cause I don't know that it is. Um, and, and so if we're talking about advancing the program to you know two more steps, it probably does involve snapping a little bit back more towards a little bit more traditional style. Cause if you can do that, I mean, some of the, some of the benefits you do get out of that, you know, Matt was talking about Nigel, if you actually get post play, he's going to get so much room to shoot threes because you're pulling defenders under the basket, right? You're getting them away from the three point line. So you just, you just, it's completely different than what we were doing last year. Part of like spreading the court out brought defenders closer to Nigel, too. Um, and so, you know, there's, there's give and take with some of this stuff. Don't cry. Keep it chill. Wear good socks. of being upsold at gyms. 
My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.